Well, good evening, folks. Can I welcome you to our annual carol service? We're delighted to see you, and one or two still arriving. Um, folks in Samefield, we're not always known for our, our timekeeping, so you'll probably find one or two still arriving. But we're really delighted to see you if you're visiting with us. We're especially glad to see you. I know there's some along. Maybe your children come along to searchers. Maybe uh, you've, uh, your uh, toddlers come along to Tenny Tots, whatever it might be. Uh, we're delighted to see you along with us uh, this evening. Can I just say stay relaxed? Maybe you think you've got a young child and you're concerned about they'll be fidgeting a bit or whatever. Just you stay relaxed and feel at home amongst us. Uh, quite a few years ago, the, the platform's taken down a bit tonight, but quite a few years ago I was up at the front doing the announcements and I felt this wee presence beside me and it was one of my boys that come up to give me a help. So um, I, and it, was a, it was an interesting experience, but it was no problem at all. So you just relax and enjoy your time with us uh, this evening. We want to just sing one or two songs just to get us going before we start a carol service proper. Number 96, it's a lovely uh, chorus, so maybe sing it through twice. That's really what we're about this evening. We're about here to tell you about the one that is wonderful. So this is about the Lord Jesus, obviously. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. Jesus, my Lord. So keep your seat, and we'll sing this through a couple of times. That's good. Thank you for your good singing. Just, if you're using the book, it's number 93. It's going to be our second one. A similar theme. His name is higher than any other. Again, we'll sing it through twice. 93.
as I already said, it is lovely to have you along uh, this evening. We're going to just commence our carol service proper in a moment or two. Just going to one or two things by way of announcement, and then we'll continue through our programme. Uh, we have a Christmas morning service at 10.30 on Christmas morning. So if you're free on Christmas morning, we would love to see a crowd that gets along on Christmas morning. So 10.30, please come and join with us. We'd be delighted uh, to see you. Don't rush away after the service this evening. There's refreshments in the sports hall. So please just stay with us, have a time of fellowship, have a chat with us. Uh, at the end of the service, we can leave through two doors. So there'll be a door you come in through at the back and then in the minor hall, which is open there, the overflow, there's also a door there. So we'll go out through both. Uh, doors to make it uh, get into the hall as quickly as possible. So please uh, join with us after the service. But we've tried to inv uh, involve as many as possible this evening across the section of our whole church family. Tiny Tots will be taking part. The children, our young people, you've already seen on the door, they'll be reading. Some of our older young people are on the sound desk, and also some of the ladies and the men of various ages will be singing as well. So I trust you'll enjoy uh, your evening with us this evening. We're just going to open in prayer. And then we'll sing our first carol together. Let's just pray together. Our God and our Father, we do just thank you that we can gather together this evening, Lord. We, we thank you for each single person you have brought into our presence this evening, Lord. We do thank you for everyone from the youngest to the eldest, Lord. Uh, you just know all about us, Lord, and you know all about our needs, Lord. And we just commit ourselves to you uh, this evening. We thank you for the one that we come to worship tonight. We thank you for our blessed Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can indeed say this evening that his name is is wonderful and we pray lord as we sing the carols as we listen to the well-known uh, readings lord and all that we'll do this evening lord we pray indeed that we might hear much about our savior and we might think much about him this evening we thank you for colin that's coming along to speak to us and we pray indeed you'll help him a little later on as he shares with us so just bless our time together this evening for us in the lord jesus precious name we ask it amen we're going to commence with a really well-known, we'll stand to sing this one, a really well-known carol, Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. So that's, I don't think that's it yet, it'll be up in a wee minute, but Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. Whenever the words appear, we'll stand to sing it together. There we go, it looks promising. So when we get, when we get the music, we'll all rise together and we can sing it.
Okay, I would ask Hannah, she's going to come up and read for us, and then the men are going to come and sing. The reason we got them up, boys and girls, so early was it takes them a wee while to get to that stage in life, so I want to give them time to get up, and Hannah's going to come and ring, read for us, and then the men will sing. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thy son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, which for that is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Tell the world his name. 
for thou hast found favour with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall call up, come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God.
It's Christmas time at our house, and we're putting up the tree. I wish I could find some simple way to remember Christ's gift to me. Some little sign or symbol to show friends stopping by. This little babe was born one day, but he really came to die. Some symbol of his nail-pierced hands and the blood shed from you and me. What if hung a simple nail on my shining Christmas tree? A crimson bow tied one nail as his blood flowed down so free to save each person from their sins and redeem us for eternity. I know it was his love for us that held him to the tree, but when I see this simple nail, I know he died for for me.
and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for shall save his people from sins. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. from heaven to a manger knowing that he was going to die on the cross to take the money punishment for your sin and mine sin is anything we say think or do that displeases and separates us from God for all of us for short and come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. The greatest gift ever given wasn't placed under the tree. He was placed on the tree, and his name is Jesus. Jesus loves you. of the world that he gave his only forgotten son that he believed on all him should not perish have everlasting life John chapter 3 verse 6 Jesus is the reason for the season What will you do with God's gift, Jesus, this Christmas? Happy Christmas! Thank you boys and girls uh, for that for lovely singing so well and also for the truth of what you brought to us today as well so thank you so much for that you may think that's going to be hard to top well we've still got tiny touch to come now tiny touch are not going live tonight i don't think julie would have slept for about the last month if we're going live with them but uh, they've had a wee video recorded so they're going to that's going to come in a moment or two but just before that jamie carson's going to come and read to us and then the tiny touch video in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus <coughs> that all the world should be taxed and this taxing was first made when Serenus was governor of Syria and all went to be taxed everyone into his own city and Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary his opposed wife being great with child and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn.
Let's start with the moment in Luke chapter 2, which tells us what Caesar decided to do. He gathered together the soldiers of Rome and made a decree to send people home. The census he'd take from the place of their birth would help him to know what his empire was worth. Now one man called Joseph, this man was a gem. He needed to travel to Bethlehem. He went with his wife, who was gentle and mild, but heavily laden as she was with child. Though terrible timing, they had to endeavour to travel to Bethlehem both together. I rewind a bit as they're walking to town. I'll tell of the day when an angel came down and mentioned to Mary, an unmarried lady, that she was expecting God's very own baby. Of course she was worried, as you'd expect. Let's face it, her marriage plans could have been wrecked. But thankfully Joseph was spoken to too. So instead of creating a hullabaloo, he stood by young Mary, knowing that she'd been chosen by God. She was special indeed. Amazing, imagine. What would you have done if you'd been selected to raise God's own son? Anyway, back to the story in hand where Mary and Joseph had reached his homeland. And Mary was worried, expecting that soon the baby would come and they'd be marooned. So quickly her husband attempted to find a place they could rest so she'd have peace of mind. And so Joseph knocked on the door to the inn and said to the innkeeper, please can we come in? The innkeeper answered, I'm sorry, but no. Then pointed and said, over there you may go. Unfortunately, I cannot give you a bed. The best I can offer is my cattle shed. So Mary and Joseph walked over that way and finally settled to rest in the hay. And just in time too, for the very next morn, an amazing thing happened. Yes, Jesus was born. So holding him closely and safe in her hands, Mary wrapped him up warmly in swaddling bands, then led him to sleep in a manger bed where usually all of the animals fed. Now up in the hills, one fabulous night, some shepherds looked up and saw a bright light. The shepherds were frightened. What could it be? No one could tell. It was too bright to see. Then up in the sky, way overhead, all of a sudden, an angel said, Do not be afraid. I bring news of great joy. Your saviour's been born as a baby boy. You'll find him in Bethlehem, laid in a bed, made of a trough in a stable shed. The shepherds were dazzled and glued to the spot when all of a sudden, you'll never guess what, a whole host of angels gathered around, making a beautiful praising sound. Glory to God and peace to all men, Christ the Lord's born in Bethlehem. After recovering from such a shock, the shepherds decided to leave their flock and travel to where the angel had said the Son of God would be laid in his bed. They knocked on the door and then opened it wide and saw baby Jesus asleep inside. They knelt at his feet and then one of them said, Is this the babe in the manger bed? We've come here to worship him, Jesus our King, Saviour and Ruler of everything. A little while later, a really bright star led wise men to follow it, travelling far. They'd read in the scriptures that Jesus would come and knew that this beautiful star was the one, the star that would take them to find the Messiah 
At King Herod's palace, they stopped to inquire. God spoke to the kings and they learned in a dream that horrible Herod was not what he seemed. So shaking their heads, they didn't look back, but looked at the star to get them on track. So finally up in the starlit sky, the star from the east came to rest way up high. It led them straight to Bethlehem town, God's guiding star not letting them down. It stopped right over the place deciding that that was where the child was abiding. They went in the house, yes house, not stable. Three kings at the manger is but a fable. That part of the story is just a tradition. We look to the Bible for a clearer position. They had found the saviour they had all come to see, then each took their turn to get down on one knee to worship the one of whom they'd been told, bringing him frankincense, mirror and gold. So now that everyone's met Jesus the King, I think it's time for us to sing. So that's how the story of Christmas began, when God came to earth as the saviour of man. We celebrate Christmas and all do our part, but does it affect how we feel in our heart? Do we acknowledge what God did for us or do we get lost in all of the fuss? We all get nice gifts and enjoy meeting friends, but sometimes in truth, is that where it ends? For God sent his son for a far better reason than simply to have a great time at the season. Go back to the Bible, John 3 verse 16, and think, what does Christmas really mean? I'll open my Bible and read it from here you'll find that his purpose is perfectly clear. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. At Christmas we celebrate God's perfect plan in sending his Son to save all of man. One day he would hang on Calvary's tree, and he did all this for you and for me. So come to the Saviour, have peace this season and always remember that Jesus is the reason. I think that round of applause was for the toddlers for taking part. I think it was for Julie for narrating it. Give Julie another wee round of applause for narrating it. I think that was sort of... We also want to thank Cheryl. Cheryl's done a lot of the IT. She put that together for us this evening. So Cheryl, we thank you for that uh, this evening as well. We're going to sing another carol. Um, see him lying on a bed of straw. Just by way of what's going to happen to that. Then the ladies group, they're going to come up to the front. We're keeping the best of the wine to the last. The men were the last of the summer wine. And then the ladies are the best wine that we've, that we've kept, to, kept to the end. But um, Isabella's going to come up as well during the last verse. The ladies will come up and Isabella will come up. She'll read and then the ladies will sing to us. But we're all going to stand to sing, see him lying on a bed of straw first. So let's stand up to sing, please.
there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the Lord, the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good, good will towards men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone, away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger.
say thank you very much indeed, Lise. Thank you for everyone that has taken part uh, this evening, for those that have been up at the front, for those doing a lot of work at the back, and for the ladies who have also prepared supper for this evening as well. We thank you for all that, and I trust indeed uh, you have enjoyed uh, Carl's service this evening. But Colin Murray, we're delighted to have Colin along with us. Uh, Colin's, no, uh, Colin's no stranger to us here in Samefield, so Colin's going to come and just speak to us now. Colin, we're going to move. I think a couple of young men are going to come and move this across, and then Colin will come and speak to us. Well, well done to everyone for taking part today. That was brilliant, all the singing, and I know there's a lot of organisation. We don't get into that today. So you can all relax now. Well done. I look forward to watching yourself back maybe later on, see how well you actually did. wonder what you associate with Christmas. When you hear the word Christmas, what do you think about? Well, for me, the, the highlight of Christmas is carol services. I have to say what we've had this afternoon, and I'm going to another one after this. Tonight is uh, my favourite part of Christmas. Maybe for some of you, you think about the turkey all sorts of things, maybe it's parties, maybe it's time off school, time off work, whatever it is. But have you, have you ever thought of someone from another country that maybe doesn't really know what Christmas is, if they were to come in to Belfast, in the same field, or they walk around, have a look and try to work out what Christmas is really all about, what sort of impression would they get or what would they think about it? Well, I know for some people anyway, a huge part of Christmas is shopping. And my ticker's not working here. I'm press the button for me there. Shopping, for many people, maybe it's year on year, you have this massive list of all the things that you have to get for all of the family. And uh, it's a never-ending list. It seems to be expense after expense. And maybe when you check your bank balance at the start of December, you just think, how are we going to make it through the January? So much to get, and so much cost, and everything else. And uh, the list of all the things that people want. In the movie The Grinch, he says, maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe it means a little bit more, but some people would say, no, it's all about shopping. And maybe some people love it, and other people might hate it. For others as well, it might be all about getting all of the family together, seeing people that you haven't seen all year. I was going to say it's getting all the people you love together, but maybe that's not the case. Maybe for some of you, there's people coming to Christmas around the house this year, and you think, you know, hope this is quick, and we get this over with, and that'll do it for another year. It's maybe not your favourite people, but people that you haven't seen for a year, and it's your chance to get back together again, and even to remember folk who are no longer with us. But you know, when it comes to Christmas, and it's already been on the screen that we're saying about a few moments ago, one of the things, one of the themes of Christmas is messages. And one of the messages there may have been, maybe some of the boys and girls here a few weeks ago, have maybe written a little letter to Santa, yeah, possibly, and just some of all the bits and pieces that they'd like to receive for Christmas. For other people as well, maybe you've been writing the Christmas cards, trying to think, who is it? Particularly those, if you, uh, there might be across the water, folk that you're not going to see, and you have to take a bit of time, buy a few stamps, and send them a few cards, whatever it is, to wish them best wishes and messages. And then years ago, maybe not so much now, but years ago people used to be very much in the centerpiece of Christmas Day was hearing the message that the Queen was going to bring. And over the years, from a young girl all the way through to an old woman, year on year, the things that she shared reflected what had happened in the world that day, all of the world events, things that had happened, maybe in her own personal circumstances. And of course, in the last year, that duty has now passed to her son, who is the King. But when we come to the Bible, there are many messages, particularly around the Christmas story. We're thinking a few moments ago about how the angel came and brought a message to Mary. And the angel came and brought a message to Joseph. 
You remember how Herod called the wise men and brought them a message. He says, I want you to go and search diligently for the young child. And when you find him, I want you to come. He said he wanted to worship, but we knew that wasn't the case. But Isabella read to us just a few moments ago from Luke chapter 2. That scene that there was on the hillside all those years ago when the shepherds were there with their sheep. And they were just going about their normal business and something really extraordinary took place. Sometimes those things can wash off us. We don't think much about it. But imagine the scene, pitch black, outside, late at night, and an angel appears. It's no wonder they were frightened. They were terrified. That's what the Bible tells us about it. And yet, as we read that particular story, and we go towards the end of Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, we read about two people who were in the temple, Anna and Simeon, people who were waiting to see the Lord Jesus Christ. And for them, this was going to be the most wonderful and special Christmas ever. Maybe Christmas for you has lost its sparkle. Maybe you don't really care if there's too many more Christmases. Maybe for the children particularly, it's a wonderful time of year. But three very, very brief things in the last few moments that we have can make Christmas an extraordinary Christmas, not just an ordinary one. Three things that we should note. Here's the verses that we read just a few moments ago. Again, the message that came that day, Fear not, for behold, I bring to you great tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And the first thing to remember is this, that God still speaks to people. Sometimes we can read the Bible, we see all of these encounters which the Lord had with people, times when God spoke to individuals, and we can think, well, that was back then. Back then, God has nothing to say today. Well, very much so he does. In fact, the Lord Jesus Christ in his word has left us his word in the Bible. And then it, God speaks to us. And he wants us to know the truths that are in there. Things that we need to know about ourselves. Things that we need to know about God. And above all else, what the Lord Jesus Christ can do for us in our lives. I wonder, has God ever spoken to you? But for some of us who say, yes, I remember a time when I realized for the first time in my life that I wasn't right with God, and God showed me my sin, and that day I put my trust in him. Maybe for other people, they've been challenged about what they've heard before, but they haven't done anything about it. Maybe even right now, this afternoon, through all that you've heard, God would still speak to someone. God is not silent. God still speaks to people and still has things to say. But the second thing to note is this. Again, just after a verse, when we read, the Bible tells us, sorry, it's going too fast. The second thing is this, that God still saves people. Now, that's really the centerpiece of why the Lord Jesus Christ came. If there's a royal birth that was to take place this year, it'll be posted on the gates of Buckingham Palace. Someone will stand at the front of the hospital and announce to all of the world the arrival, the date, time, whether it was a boy or a girl or whatever it happened to be. But this was the most miraculous birth that ever took place. Here's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords being born. And who's it being revealed to? Well, you'd have thought you could understand why they mightn't have told Herod or Caesar or any of them because it might have been trouble. But surely the religious people, what about the Simeons and the Annas, the people in the temple, would they not have liked to have heard about it? Who was it that God chose to bring this message to? He brought the message to shepherds. Shepherds were the lowest people in all of society. They were the one people that you would never have thought of bringing it to, but this is the message that God brought to these people. And here's a message which doesn't change. If you were here three or four years ago and you heard a message, 
the message that you hear today will be the same message. And if you come again next year, you'll not think, well, that was, I heard what the fellow said last year, but what's it going to be this year? The message never changes. This is a message which is for all people and for all time. And what is the message? Well, the Bible tells us, again, and we read it together just a few moments ago in those verses, as the angel appeared, the first thing he said was, fear not. And the good news of the gospel is simply this, that the Lord Jesus can take away all fear from our lives. There were 400 years when God had nothing to say to the people, but now here he is, and through this angel, bringing the greatest message which was ever brought to mankind. And maybe you've got fears, as you sit here today. Maybe things are tight in your family or the finances. Maybe there's troubles with health, whatever it may be. The good news of the gospel and the good news that was brought that day is that we don't need to fear. But also not just that it takes away fear, but that it brings joy. And not just any joy, but great joy. A joy to all who know the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him as your Savior, then you've never experienced real joy. And then it shall be to all people, it said. Now, if I were to tell you that the government's just made an announcement, and they haven't, but if they did, that everybody earning £100,000 this year was going to get all their tax reduced, that the poor scaries down the road is doing a half-price sale next week, you may say, well, that's good news for somebody, but it's not going to affect me, Colin, because my bank account would uh, see me anything like that. But this message, which was brought on that particular occasion, was good news for all people. It's all of us benefit from what was said on that particular day. And then it's for the individual as well. You might say, well, it's the people, Colin's the religious people. It's the people that go to church. It's the good people. No, the Bible says, again, in those words, it says, for unto you. It's a personal message which came to those shepherds that day and it's a message which comes to you and I. And then the wonderful thing about it is it's good news because it saves. It talks about a saviour who is Christ the Lord. See, the Bible tells us, and we've heard it from the boys and girls, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, that none of us, through anything that we've done or anything that we could do, could ever earn a place in heaven. And so the Bible says that the Father sent the Son to be the saviour of the world. A wonderful thing took place on that particular day. I wonder if you know what this is. You probably don't. We see all of the manger scenes of the Lord Jesus, maybe just in the little manger, and most times they're drawn of timber, whatever it would be. But I've been told in recent days that most times this manger was actually made of stone, and it looked like just what you've seen there in front of you. And it was a feeding trough. We've heard that today as well. And these shepherds understood this better than anyone, because here were shepherds, and the very sheep that they were looking after were likely going to be sacrifices in the temple sometime very soon for all the sins of all of the people. And here's the message that was given to them. The sign is, you shall find the bear wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And they knew that when the priest got this perfect lamb, the priest took the lamb and wrapped it up and it set it into one of those troughs. And here they're telling you that's the way you're going to find the Lord Jesus. And immediately they would have known the significance of that. Here is God's perfect lamb. Not just another lamb, but the one lamb that would take away all the sins forever. Because all those years after, when he lived his life and he did all the things that we read about in the Bible, he went to a cross and he died there for sinners. And the good news of the Bible tells us this, that it glorifies God. Glory to God in the highest and on earth good will 
to all men. It's a wonderful thing that even when those shepherds, after all they had seen, they went and they told others about it, they became messengers. Their lives were changed. Other people wondered at the account that they brought. This was the most tremendous message. But the final thing just to mention very briefly is this. That the good news about Christmas is this, that God still stays with his people. We read again in one of our readings earlier on, his name shall be called Emmanuel, which is God with us. And maybe you're thinking in the year ahead, there's a lot of tough times ahead. Maybe you're thinking that even today, if you were to trust the Lord Jesus Christ, and he became your savior, that you just don't know how you could keep that, or how you could keep going on. The good news is this, that God himself became man, and walked among us. He lived that perfect life, and one day he went to a cross, and he died there for sinners. And he's promised to continue with all those who are his. The promise to all of them is this, that I will never leave you, nor forsake you. And the carol away in a manger, he sings, Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask thee to stay close by me forever, and love me, I pray. And that's the promise that God made at Christmas, to come to abide with his people, and to live with them forever. I wonder where you sat and lonely today. God is with us. I wonder the troubles in the year ahead that you're not sure how you're going to face. God is with us. I wonder how people disappointed you. God is with us. Isn't it a wonderful thing that the Lord Jesus Christ came to earth, left all that he had in heaven, died on the cross there for sinners, and he comes and today he offers eternal life to all those who will accept it. A God who still speaks, a God who still saves, and a God who still stays with his people. I wonder this afternoon, just as I come up on the slides a few moments ago, do you know this Lord Jesus of whom we've been singing today? If you don't, this Christmas could be the best Christmas that you've ever had when you realize the true meaning of Christmas and what it meant for the Lord Jesus Christ to come to earth to die for your sins. If anyone can help you this afternoon with that message, I've got some little book that's with me, and there's others you can speak to. Make sure you leave today with the greatest gift that the Lord Jesus ever offered, the gift of eternal life. Colin, thank you very much for sharing with us this evening. We're going to rise to sing together again. Adrian's going to play for us. Please, as already said, please don't rush away. Stay with us. You can leave both through the doors at the right and the left at the back. Please wait for us to have a time of fellowship with us and abide it as well. So rise to sing, O come all ye faithful.
let's just pray together. Father, we do thank you just for this time we spent together this evening. Lord, we do thank you as we've been reminded by Colin that you still do speak. And we thank you, Lord, that you do still save. And we thank you for the Savior of the world. We thank you as we're reminded the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And so, Lord, we pray that all we have thought about, all that we have heard this afternoon, Lord, may linger in our minds even over this Christmas period. And indeed, that if there's any that know not the Savior, that even through this service this evening, they might come to trust the Lord Jesus. So we thank you for all the boys and girls and the toddlers that are here. We pray you'll bless them over this Christmas time, that they'll have a safe and happy time, and you'll bless all the families represented. So we give you thanks now for the food that has been provided for us. We pray you bless it to us and bless our time together for us in the Saviour's precious name we ask it. Amen. I just wish you a happy Christmas on behalf of the fellowship. Indeed, that you might know a safe and happy Christmas. And as we've been reminded this afternoon, that you might know the true meaning of Christmas. So please join with us uh, in the hall at the back now, please. Thank you. <laughs> 